You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Tea is a fascinating and intricate topic, far more complex than anyone can master. Our expertise resides in storytelling by professionals who know the tea lands from birth and speak the native tongue. We believe that transparency is grounded at origin, which is why the Tea Biz Portal enlists 40 voices skilled in 12 languages to tell the story of tea. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. The UK Tea Academy announces winners of the Leafies. Rooibos Red is chosen as one of the top 10 colors for 2024. And Indian Tea is undergoing FSSI safety analysis. Plus... Tea was first cultivated in what is now Tanzania by German colonists early in the 20th century. Farms were planted high in the Usambara Mountains, a biodiversity hotspot in the shadow of Mount Kilimanjaro, rising vertically from the plains. The region was known as Tanga and would later, under British rule, become Tanganyika. The UK greatly expanded tea production through the 1960s, and remains a major trading partner with the Republic of Tanzania. Joining us today is Steve Nyango, an expert strategist in commodity trading and logistics with deep ties to tea. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia Tea Estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Winners of the Leafies are celebrating around the world this week following an award ceremony at the Asia House, attended by a hundred guests, including TBiz London correspondent and PMDT Managing Director, Danijaya Silva. Asia House played host to the 2023 Leafy's Award Ceremony. Now, in its second year, the venue has changed from Fortnum & Mason in Piccadilly due to the growth and success of the awards. Guests were treated to sparkling tea on arrival and were able to mingle with guests from the four corners of the globe. Guests included growers, retailers, teaware manufacturers and specialist logistics firms all in one room. Before long, we were all seated for the main event, the awards. 
Live stream for those who couldn't attend each category was presented by the lead judge of that category. After the speeches and the pre-recorded videos for the winners who were unable to attend, guests were able to sample the winning teas. Treated to an excellent array of afternoon tea treats and with the possibility to speak with judges and winners alike. A standout tea was the oolongs from New Zealand. The stand was so busy that queues were forming to sample their teas. The leafies truly captured the global nature of tea, with multiple nationalities in one room representing their respective growing regions. From Japan to Jersey, the leafies truly captured the global nature of tea. Next year's event proves to be bigger than ever, and for those who are unable to attend this year, I would put the date in your diary immediately. This year's competition attracted 320 teas. Contenders were divided by type, region, and processing into 48 categories. 25 of the award-winning teas were sampled after the award presentation, which included judges, winners, and beverage executives from sponsor Fortnum & Mason. Twelve judges representing eight nationalities awarded 13 gold awards. Several individuals were recognized for special awards, and 36 teas were, quote, highly commended, end quote, in citations that praised noteworthy characteristics. Japanese teas dominated with five gold awards. India won two. Glenburn for its Darjeeling Moonshine and Rujani Tippi Reserve in Assam. Lumbini Tea Valley won gold for Sri Lanka, and Zenzen took home gold for its Formosa Red Oolong Tea. A Chinese Yashixing, submitted by Gentle Group, also won gold. Yame Tea's Kuomen Guakuro Samadori from Fukuoka, Japan, was the highest scoring tea of the competition, earning the Fortnum and Mason Best in Show Award. The tea will be sold at the company's showroom. Kazumi Nakatani traveled from Japan to brew and pour the winning tea. Zilong Tea Estate was awarded prizes for its aged oolong and aromatic oolong. Zulong also received the UK Tea Academy Lifetime Achievement Award for its pioneering tea culture beginning 25 years ago in New Zealand. CEO Gigi Crawford served the tea. New this year is a category for retailers selling fine tea. Chucky Ko in Uji, Koyoto, Japan, is a venture founded by tea farmers who are masters of deconstructing and reassembling tea. Dorothy's Tea was named bestseller of white tea for its Shenong Estate Silver Needles. View all the winners at uktacademy.co.uk, the Leafies, or visit the Tea Biz blog. The Arbiters of Fashion selected Rooibos Red as one of the top ten colors of 2024 during New York Fashion Week. Pantone's Rooibos Tea Number 181355, quote, is not just a name in color, but a global gold standard, according to the company, which annually releases a New York edition of its fashion color trend report. This year's color palette, quote, 
is steeped in a kind of retrospective warmth, but also indicates change, making a transition towards a brighter, more optimistic approach to life. End quote. Latrice Eisman, director of the Pantone Color Institute, writes that the spring 2024 colors, quote, inspire feelings of release, opening the imagination and amplifying and liberating our unique artistic spirit enables us to express ourselves in more inventive ways, end quote. She described the Roy Bose tea as a, quote, full-bodied red imbued with rich, woody notes, end quote. Selecting the color draws on the rich biodiversity of the West Cape's floristic region where the tea is grown, potentially increasing conservation efforts and attracting eco-conscious tourists, she said. Tea growers responded positively to the news, quote, the brand new bell of the ball is about to walk the runway in the most tasteful of colors, if we might say so ourselves, right? Rooibos brand Carmian Tea. The South African Rooibos Council posted the following on LinkedIn, quote, Aside from seeing the color popping up in fashion collections, experts predict it will be used across industrial designs, from cars, electronics, AI, and technology, to interiors, films, and animation. Fashion icons like Gucci, Zenga, Josie Natore, Bali, and Emil Pusi have already embraced this rich red woody hue. Get your rooibos on, end quote, said the South African Rooibos Council. Quote, it has been an exciting journey to witness the rise of rooibos and its adoption across industries. Being named a top 10 color for 2024 is sure to put the rooibos Pantone color on the map, says Marthane Swart, Secretariat of the Rooibos Council. Business Insight Rooibos symbolizes South Africa's heritage and is an important export product. Global recognition not only boosts national pride, but may also increase the tea's international appeal, potentially increasing sales, a portion of which is shared with indigenous peoples who first harvested and brewed the popular beverage. This year, Fashion Week attracted 230,000 designers, editors, stylists, celebrities, and influencers. India's Food Safety and Standards Authority, FSSAI, has stepped up oversight of the tea auction centers, analyzing tea samples from various parts of the country to determine whether these are adhering to the safety standards. The Tea Board of India is working to ensure quality standards are met. FSAI met with tea industry stakeholders in Kolkata in early October to discuss ways to further improve standards. Rejections of India's tea exports consignments are rare, according to FSSI CEO G. Kamala Vartana Rao. He told the Millennial Post that FSSI is in talks with tea industry stakeholders for harmonizing standards at the Codex Amelianteris Commission level. There are 100 Codex member countries. Each country has set its limits on food quality standards. Rao said tea must be free from, quote, 
Extraneous matter, added coloring, and harmful substances. Pesticides cannot exceed the maximum residue limits, MRLs, in the guidelines, end quote. FSSAI regularly collects samples for testing, said Rao. Technicians analyze the collected samples for pesticide residues and adulterants utilizing the organization's 220 mobile testing and 247 NABL-accredited laboratories. Results of the current study are not available. But once the analysis complete, quote, we will then present our findings to the industry, end quote, he said. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Nish. I grew up in an organic tea farm and I founded Nepal Tea Collective in 2016. Tea is not just a beverage for me, but a catalyst for social change, sustainably empowering hardworking artisans like my parents for the past 30 years. I'm on a mission to make the whole world aware of the goodness of Nepali teas and the good that comes from supporting growers in this remarkable land. If you haven't tasted Nepali teas yet, you're missing out. Our award-winning teas are making headlines. Find out why. Visit Nepal Tea Collective's website to get a free sample of this extraordinary taste of the Himalayas. That's nepalteacollective.com. Or just send me an email at nish, N-I-S-H, at nepalteacollective.com. Cheers. Tea was first cultivated in what is now Tanzania by German colonists early in the 20th century. Farms were planted high in the Usambar Mountains, a biodiversity hotspot in the shadow of Mount Kilimanjaro, rising vertically 7,500 feet from the plains. The region was known as Tanga and would later, under British rule, become Tanganyika. The UK greatly expanded tea production through the 1960s and remains a major trading partner with the Republic of Tanzania. Joining us today is Steve Yango, an expert strategist in commodity trading and logistics with deep ties to tea. Tanzania is a critical player in the transport of tea among landlocked producing countries that are members of the Southern Africa Development Community, SADC. Malawi, Burundi, Rwanda, even the Congo and Madagascar can easily use the port at Dar es Salaam to export tea and spices. Tanzania produces good teas, amiable for blending and with various herbals. This makes the tea strategically sought after by buyers in many regions. Black Tanzania tea reaches about 75% of the world tea market, but remains largely anonymous as a preferred base tea in tea bags and herbal infusions. When we met in Tanzania, I was impressed with the depth of Steve's knowledge of African tea, including a master's thesis on the topic that he wrote while attending Kenyatta University in Nairobi, Kenya. Steve has traded tea for years at the Mombasa auction and sources tea globally for Middle Eastern markets. Steve, why would I pick a Tanzanian tea over, let's say, a Rwandan or Burundi tea? 
one of the reasons that would make you choose Tanzania tea is because of the character. They are not as strong as the other teas compared, let's say, to Kenya, uh, Rwanda, Burundi. Uh, the teas are very flavorful and has a good color arising from the soils and the altitude where they are grown and also the temperatures. Tanzania tea makes the tea be very useful for such players who want to mix the tea with other herbals. You, you want to add flavors into the tea. You, you don't need a tea that is going to counteract. The strength is going to counteract with the flavor. But you want, you want a tea that is going to be mellow and it is easier to blend. That particular character done also makes the Tanzania tea be very useful even when you want to blend multi-origin teas. For instance, you can mix a Tanzania tea very easily with even some of the Indian teas and you still get the Indian character and a nice color. The primary, it's, it's basically because one, because of, yes, because of the clones which are used. Secondly, it's also because of uh, certain aspects of the of the growing conditions of that place. You realize that uh, the Tanzanian growing location, especially the southern highlands, it experiences periodic uh, growth periods. There's a period that uh, they have a flush, uh, they have rains, and then they have a flush. There's a period that they have very cold weather. There's a particular character in Tanzania tea. You find that uh, the Tanzania tea easily and brews very well with uh, salty waters. For instance, if you look at a place like Chelsea, which has uh, mostly a lot of salty water, you find that uh, the Tanzania tea easily and brews very well with uh, salty waters. For instance, if you look at a place like Chelsea, which has uh, mostly a lot of salty water, you find that uh, some of the Tanzania teas brew very well with that water. And they, when you brew it, it does not come out with uh, a lot of muddy character on top. And this is what the consumers want. This makes the tea be easy to consume. Which countries are the primary trading partners? How much do they buy and what kind of teas do they favor? Tanzania tea is sold uh, all over the world. But uh, mostly if you look at uh, Germany, you look at Europe, especially United Kingdom, then uh, you'll go into Pakistan, which has uh, come in very strongly nowadays. I believe that is because of the price and the, the nature of the teas. Then you have Singapore, you have UAE, you have uh, South Africa, you have Poland, Netherlands. One of the reasons that uh, Germany buys uh, Tanzania tea and were primarily consumers of Tanzania tea is because the character of the Tanzania tea not being too strong and also giving a nice feel of a flavorful tea. So it is easier to consume Tanzania tea, let's say, without milk and also without sugar. In uh, UK, Tanzania tea has become uh, a main ingredient in flavored teas. So most of the blenders and most of the packers in UK are basically using natural Herbals. They don't use uh, 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 natural identical 
And for that, you do not need a very strong tea. You need a tea that would uh, enable you to capture the flavor of the herbal that you're adding. Russia has been a major direct buyer of uh, Tanzania teas because one of their price, the price of Tanzania tea, is, uh, is reasonable for them. Tanzania is energizing its tea sector, eager to reveal the character and quality of its teas, and that they are third-party certified and traceable. Will you describe these activities? That is the primary objective of all these initiatives that the government of Tanzania is putting together, is that uh, we can create an identity of Tanzania tea. For buying a packet of tea, you can identify that this packet has a critical component of tea which is originating from Tanzania. For that to work, I believe that uh, there must be an enormous level of trust created in between the producer and the packers and the consumers. Tanzania is working on it and they are going to achieve it as soon as the partnership, because right now there are a range of partnership arrangements going on which is being initiated by the government of Tanzania. And uh, once that is done, then we will be encouraging that uh, uh, Tanzania will, at the end of the day, have their own mark of origin also, which through strategic partnerships, a particular packer can actually use that as a logo to identify that this particular packet has a larger component of Tanzania tea in it. That's such a good idea, having a seal of authenticity. Traceability is a very powerful ally with consumers. Until five years ago, brands hid their suppliers. Then in the UK, there was a campaign that asked, where does your tea come from? And you know, the smaller brands said, well, this is where it comes from. We're proud to say that on our tea. Multinational soon followed. Traceability is right at the heart of consumer confidence. Because if you're not willing to tell people where the tea comes from or how it got there, you're being deceptive. Companies thought that they were protecting their trade secrets, but what they were doing was undermining the consumer's trust. Yes, the traceability done for for consumers, it is a very, very, it's a critical factor that uh, all the producers must align to. And it is, uh, it is alive with us in this age and era. Uh, nobody yeah. wants to. And also, the beautiful thing that comes with traceability is that the benefits that come with it goes back to the farmer who's doing all the donkey work in the tea value chain. Because uh, yeah. if I can trace that this tea is coming from a particular region, let's say Tanzania, in a particular area, For me to have that confidence, I must be sure that uh, this particular producer is uh, treating the workers well, is having the best uh, working environment, is uh, taking care of everything that surrounds up to and including the environment. And uh, it is good that uh, as consumers, we also become socially conscious that uh, we promote our own consumption. We should not just be consumers but we should promote also uh, maintenance and uh, an ecosystem that uh, enhances management of the environment. Steve, will you give me your take on the future of Tanzanian tea? 
Tanzania has a very good future in the tea industry and also to enhance their capacities as a, an eminent global producer of tea. Tanzania still is blessed with vast land which is uh, suitable for growing tea and uh, you find that most of this land is actually idle. They are not uh, planted. As opposed to most of the other producing countries, if you look at a country like Rwanda, Rwanda is a small country with a limitation on land. If you look at Kenya, I think they are almost exploding, but uh, there's still a little room for them to add, but there is a lot of competing interest for land, for land use. So other crops are also taking up, and tea may not be very, very may not be the top of the range in terms of uh, land use. If you look at uh, Burundi, Burundi also has a similar issues like uh, Rwanda, but uh, they can grow. You remember Burundi only has, at the moment, I think one major producer of tea within that region because of the government control, and Tanzania has it. Uh, the second thing is that uh, the expanse for Tanzania in terms of tea growing and this gives it the diversity, and that diversity uh, can also expand into production or specialty teas and herbals, which I think uh, currently they are really working on. If you look at the geographical positioning of Tanzania, on the one edge you have the very high mountain next to Kilimanjaro, which is very good for growing certain herbs. You also have the southern highlands, which can grow another set of herbs, which you cannot get. So it increases Tanzania's potential of creating a diversity uh, of uh, herbal infusions, uh, specialty teas. If you look at today, the positioning of tea in terms of uh, the spread for CTC and the spread for orthodox. I, I think the orthodox tea currently are still getting better prices and also has still a growing demand globally because orthodox is what is consumed in some of the traditional tea consuming countries. If you look at like uh, now the Middle East like Iran, the region Azerbaijan, Russia, the predominant uh, tea type in this region is uh, orthodox. Now, with the capacity and with the endowment of land, it means that Tanzania has the capacity to diversify their production. There's also a growing demand, especially if you look at the health-conscious uh, consumers like Germany who are very particular and can pay a price for organically grown products. Now, Tanzania has that capacity because they still have a lot of land that has never been used and has nothing going on. And uh, it's very easy for them to advance into organic production and certifications for those particular areas. And I think uh, that's one thing that is going on. So the world should be looking at Tanzania in terms of where they can get diversified products and also a range of herbal infusions. So meaning you get tea and also specialty tea in 
one basket. Uh, the second thing done is the location of Tanzania is giving the consumers a position because uh, with their neighbors, with the neighbors of Tanzania and Tanzania's good political standing currently, with the neighbors, it's very easy for them to tap into the landlocked tea producers. Burundi, for instance, can easily bring that tea into Tanzania. Then Tanzania becomes a trading platform and a point of sourcing, alternative sourcing of tea. And I think this would make Tanzania be very attractive for most partners. And it's also putting Tanzania in the position that uh, it can attract investors, people who want to invest at various levels of the tea value chain. And uh, this is one thing that we need to look at. Lastly, is that uh, we need to look at Tanzania in the spectrum of an emerging tea producer and an emerging beverage producer. Remember that Tanzania has a range of uh, agricultural products. Tanzania produces a bit of coffee, Tanzania produces tea. Tanzania also produces a whole range of products that uh, would go with the tea. And I think it is very, very critical that uh, the global tea enthusiasts look at Tanzania with a knack that uh, we can develop these teas, we can produce special products, we can come up and uh, support the farmer who's working tirelessly in Tanzania to give the world something memorable for their consumption. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Produced by Adavita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.